it's Holly, and welcome back to Sincerely You. I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit more used to podcasting, so the episode should only get more free-flowing and a little more candid. If you are still here from the first episode, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. If you follow my Instagram, you know that this podcast is probably one of my biggest passions, so again, thank you. So some of you might know this, some of you might not, but I pre-record the episodes. So currently in my life, it is the time that I just gave up TikTok. So I gave up TikTok two days ago. I made a video saying that I'm quitting, that I'm just focusing on my podcast. And as you guys can tell, this is my third episode. So I'm finally able to actually focus on it and hopefully we'll record a lot faster. But it was perfect timing because I also pre-write my topics and episodes. And I actually wrote this episode before I even knew I was going to give up TikTok, which is funny because this episode is all about using your phones, social media, comparison, and how toxic everything can be. And as most of you probably know, I gave up TikTok because of those reasons. I think this episode will bring up some things you've never considered before, as well as some real solutions that could possibly improve your mindset and the way you think about social media and the way you think about yourself. I'm 23, so I grew up when smartphones and even cell phones in general were just coming out. I heard so many claims growing up stating things like, phones are bad and they're turning our brains to mush. But I promise you, this episode is not that. I just feel like the generation that is probably listening to this have not really considered how their phones are affecting them and specifically their mental health. So just stick with me because I have a lot to say about this topic, a lot of personal things that I've just recently been through in the past week. So I really think this is going to be a great episode. The first entry is about a girl who's struggling to find self-confidence. And this is probably the most common issue when it comes to social media. And that's because of constant comparison. Dear Diary, Ever since I hit puberty, I've always hated the way my body looks. Big boobs, big thighs, big hips, stretch marks. I always give myself massive headaches because I keep thinking why I look like this and hating my body. Everyone says I look beautiful, but they don't see what I look like through my eyes. I'm hurting myself constantly thinking about my imperfections. I need to learn to love the way my body is, but I just can't. I see other girls' Instagram pictures and see how confident they look in bikinis and laughing and being happy, but all I can think about is why don't I look like the girls on Instagram? Sincerely, the girl who's not perfect. First off, if anyone tries to tell you that social media has never affected them or does not affect their self-confidence, they're a liar. (laughs) Let me ask you this. If every other girl in the world had the same body and face as yours, would you still hate the way you look? Absolutely not, because no one would even comment on appearance because we would all look the same. And my point here is that comparison is what kills confidence. And, you know, that's kind of obvious, but there's a lot to dive into here. 
when we put ourselves up against a body or face that is entirely unattainable, that's when we start to call ourselves ugly, fat, pathetic, I mean, you name it. The dumb thing about this whole ugly, pretty thing is that we aren't even born thinking that we're ugly. We aren't born knowing what pretty means. What happens is as we grow up, we start to learn what is considered pretty. And we do this by absorbing people's responses to certain faces and body shapes, starting at like two years old. When we watch 10 princess movies where all the princesses are really thin, have tiny noses, big eyes, and get called pretty and beautiful because of those things, our little five-year-old minds put together that those things are pretty, and if you don't have those things, then you are not. At the least, when it comes to princess movies and things like that, we can at least chalk it up to be a fiction or a cartoon or not real. But then we grow up and we stop watching those princess movies. But what do we do? We go on social media where there's supposed to be real people and we see these real girls who are thin, who do have tiny noses and big eyes, who get the most likes, the most followers, the most comments, and we can't help but to look at ourselves and notice that we are not that. Therefore, we conclude that we are not pretty and that we are not enough and we are not as worthy because of that. And stepping back now and recording this podcast, I realize how ridiculous that is, but we do that stuff all the time. And keep in mind, the only reason why that's considered pretty is because of people's responses to that quality, not anything else, you know? Like, there's no book written describing what's pretty and what isn't. It's all about society and how people respond. It just goes to show that our minds do some pretty powerful things without us even realizing it. And let me tell you, comparison is always happening, whether we know it or not. So what do we do about it? I am obviously going to answer with <laughs> get off social media as much as you can. I'm not saying you have to quit cold turkey or anything, but limit your time on there because if it's other people's responses controlling how we look at ourselves and how we look at other people, social media is like the hub for that. That's where people respond to people, specifically people's appearances. And that's where it gets so damaging and so toxic. And little things, little negative things start to get ingrained into our minds about ourselves and how we view ourselves and how we view our own appearance. A lot of girls will say that getting off social media won't change the way they look, and that's true. No, it won't. But it will change the way you look at yourself, and that's everything. The more you stay off of it, the more you shatter the lies that you've grown up learning. And social media gives you this false idea that most people look perfect in real life, or at least the majority, and this is because these gorgeous people get to the top, and suddenly it feels like everyone in the world is pretty, except for you. Like, everyone has followers, everyone else has this perfect body, perfect face, no acne, you know, and they just, like, trot around living their lives all happy and perfect. But most girls do not look like that, and most girls don't live their lives like that. The thing about pretty people on Instagram, they somehow make it look like their life is extremely easy. And they make it look like their lives are extremely easy because they are pretty. And we often tell ourselves that and we make ourselves believe that. Therefore, we convince ourselves that if we were pretty, 
all of our other problems would go away and disappear. And this is one of the lies that is so hard to shatter and point out because it's hard to not convince ourselves that being pretty wouldn't solve a lot of our problems. Because a lot of people think, well, I'd have a better social life. I would feel more free. I wouldn't wake up constantly be thinking about my insecurities. You name it. It is really easy to think that having a different body and face and just waking up pretty, as they call it, would solve everything. I definitely thought this before. I mean, come on. I think a lot of us have, even if we haven't realized it or said it out loud. But this is the reason why a lot of girls fall into the trap of, you know, starving themselves or going extreme lengths to change their body or the way that they look because they think it's that worth it. They think if they can just be pretty, if they could just be skinny, then their problems would disappear. All of them. Every single one. But that's not true. So let me tell you something that you probably won't believe. You can be happy with the exact body and face that you have right now. And those girls on social media might be happy, but they might be miserable. They might be more sad than you are right now. The point is that whatever they are, it isn't based on how they look. It isn't rooted in their appearance. And we should never even look to them for guidance when it comes to self-confidence or mental health because we don't know them. No one really knows them. We don't see them cry. We don't see when they have a mental breakdown. I mean, social media is all a charade. And we, the funny thing is, we even know this. We know social media is fake, but we still fall into it. And that's why I always suggest, just please limit your time on social media or get off of it for a little bit or just get off of it entirely. I'll tell you the secret to having an easy life. Accept yourself. Let go of all of the crap you make yourself believe and live free and stop believing that you have to measure up to girls you see through a screen to earn your happiness. Whoever you are listening right now, you are going to be happy. You are going to find peace in the body that God gave you and you are beautiful and unique and strong and I want you to let go of the idea that you have to be anything else other than as you are now. I know even hearing something like that can be frustrating because it's like, come on, you telling me that I'm pretty or beautiful, that it doesn't change anything and it doesn't immediately solve anything at all. And I've been there. I have insecurities. I know what it feels like to just feel like you can't be happy. You don't deserve happiness because of the way you are. Or if you want to feel content with who you are and how you look and how you present yourself to the world, that you have to change and there's no way around it. I've been there before. I've been there countless of times over and over again, even after I had this huge self-love revelation and then I'd fall back into the trap. The one quality that I always think about when I'm struggling with this sort of thing of putting so much pressure on myself to look a certain way is humility. And thinking about me being the humble person that I want to be, that's always what kind of snaps me back because it's like, Holly, why are you expecting yourself to be this supermodel, this fun, perfect, wild, crazy, likable person? Why do you expect yourself to be that way? It's almost like a who do you think you are type moment. Because at the end of the day, when I think about what I truly want, when I think about what will truly fulfill me, 
I don't want to be thinking about myself. I want to help other people. I want to be the person that can bring peace to other people's lives. So at the end of the day, thinking about how I look and obsessing over how I look so much, it just puts it into perspective. It's like, okay, yeah, that is stupid. Why do I care about what my hair looks like? Like, come on, like people are dying in this world and I just want to help them. And that always kind of, you know, puts my life into perspective. So I will finally move on to the next entry. It is about comparison again, but it's a totally different form. And we are all actually partly to blame for it. Dear Diary, I've realized lately that I have no friends. I see all over social media and in movies all these great experiences that teenagers have with their friends, but I don't think I'll ever have that. The people I call my best friends are really not. We never hang out, I don't tell them anything personal, and to everyone's point of view, we would barely be friends. They all have someone better than me that they call their best friend. I don't leave my house or answer texts anymore because I'm simply tired of being no one's first or even second choice. Sincerely, M. Let's do a little exercise. Pull up your Instagram and look through your feed. Try to view it like you're a stranger to yourself. Now, do you look like you have a decent, happy life? Not to be a creep, but I've totally stalked my followers before, and from afar, your lives seem pretty great. They seem good. Even those who message me and tell me they're struggling look like they are happy based on their Instagram feed. And my point is, is that everyone, everyone looks happy online, and especially in movies. They look like they do cool things, like they have a million friends, like they are this happy, go-lucky, positive, cheery person who just loves living life. Does anyone actually know someone, like personally know someone who's genuinely like that in real life? Because I've never met someone like that, ever. And I can't even envision a person actually being like that, who's just happy and has no problems and laughs all the time and has a thousand friends. But we are all guilty of this because, including myself, we only post the best parts of our lives. And that is something that we need to be aware of every single time we go on social media. And I'm not even going to say that that's a bad thing, that we post the best parts of our lives, because who wants to post their worst hours? But we do have to snap ourselves back to reality to realize that the life that we live right now, most people live that life. And I know that that's a really bold statement to say, but it's true. I know most people in my personal life have struggled with having a good group of friends, and I'm sure that's the case for all of you guys listening too. The people that I did believe had a good group of friends, I didn't know that well. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, you know, that makes sense because I probably looked like I had this great group of friends too, but I know that it wasn't that great. It just looks like it from the outside. And this is my biggest problem with social media is that it's just all fake and no one is willing to break through that charade, the facade, and admit that they are struggling. And I understand, again, that social media is, is to post your happiest times. Okay, fine. But it's really damaging when you walk around in reality and believe that those things are true. This is why I always suggest taking a break from social media because it helps you snap back to reality. <laughs> Not to quote Eminem or anything, but it's true. 
As you guys know, I quit TikTok recently, a couple days ago. And the reason is because I took a complete and total break from social media. I deleted the apps off my phone because I just needed a clean break. I wasn't feeling at peace. I wasn't feeling joy. I felt a lot of pressure from it. And I'm like, okay, there's no positive thing coming from this. So I deleted the apps and I just spent a lot of time just in reality, not constantly viewing other people's lives, viewing what other people are doing, what other people look like. I just lived my life, the life that was in front of my eyes. And it grounds you in a way that I cannot explain. So when I came back from this break, I didn't even come back from it. I actually, I realized this over my social media break and I'm like, oh, I can't even wait to post this TikTok. I need to download it again. I need to announce that I'm quitting because I just wanted it to be over because I realized the contrast of how I feel and how I act of when I do have those apps versus when I don't was a massive difference. And I just decided that I'm going to start fighting for my own peace and I'm not going to let myself suffer for these, these apps, these freaking apps on my phone when nothing is even real. I don't think all social media is horrible. I don't think it's all evil. I just think for the most part, it's very hard for us humans to control ourselves when it comes to it because it is addicting. And I'll talk about that later in the episode. But when it comes to my own Instagram, I try to take responsibility to post real things and to have real captions. So I'm trying to be very careful when it comes to posting selfies because most of my pictures are of me and myself. So if I spent like a half hour trying to take the perfect selfie, or if I took 10,000 pictures before getting a good one, I try to include that in my caption because I'm just trying to be real with you guys. And I don't ever want my audience to believe that my life is perfect, or I'm always happy, or I always look a certain way. And shameless plug, if you haven't followed my Instagram yet, it is at submitdeardiary. So I talked about our phones being addicting, and I said I was going to touch on this, so this brings us into another entry. Dear Diary, I am addicted to my phone. It has gotten to the point where I am always on it. I have started to lose interest in it, but that doesn't stop me from using it. My daily average is seven hours a day. I even try to get off and read a book or play on my Switch, but it just doesn't help. I still end up on my phone at the end of the day. I can't even put something on my TV to watch because I still have to grab my phone and I end up not paying attention to what I'm watching and have to restart. I always just want to put it down, and then I do, and then somehow two minutes later it's back in my hand. This tiny device is destroying my life. I've been distant from my family and my own dog. The group chat I am in has my friend in it, and every time she says anything, I get annoyed and it's not even things I should be annoyed about. I don't want to lose her as a friend, but I can't stand her for some reason. It's an addiction that is so difficult to fight, since it's always available to me within reach. But my brain says I need to keep up with the trends, or I will be an outcast. Sincerely, G. There are so many relatable points in this one. (laughs) Because no matter how hard I try to put my phone down, sometimes it really does just end up back in my hand and I don't even know how. Why is that? So we actually feel a rush or a high when we see likes, comments, messages, follows, funny video, or anything like that. Like our brains actually release dopamine during those moments. And as soon as it's gone, we crave that again. 
So that's why we keep picking our phones back up as soon as we set them down, because we can't stand the come down, and we immediately want that release of dopamine again. When it comes to the actual time we spend on our phones, it's pretty sickening. I hear a lot of people say that there's nothing else to do, or that that's how they stay connected to their friends and they don't want to miss out. But, like, constantly? We weren't made to be constantly entertained or in constant contact with other people. When we scroll, we let the content think for us, and it's, like, always stimulating our minds. So when we stop and put the phone down, it's like the silence, the lack of communication, it's a shock to us. We literally don't know what to do with ourselves. My problem with this shock is that our brains are no longer used to serving our skills, creativity, imagination. I know I'm sounding like a parent now, but seriously, listen. I once heard someone say that creativity requires boredom. And this always stuck with me because I realized that I no longer let myself experience even a second of boredom. And I think we all do this. Because the second we don't feel entertained or stimulated in some sort of way, we grab our phones and it's automatic, which is kind of sickening too. Like we don't even think about it. And I realized that I no longer let myself experience silence or solitude, like ever. I always have noise in my ear, not physically, like sometimes physically, but I'm literally addicted to it. And I think most of us are. I also heard that humans often fall into a state of depression when they aren't progressing or moving forward with any project or challenge in their lives. And when we sit on social media all day, we aren't progressing at all. So if you don't have a challenge or hobby to progress in, this is likely contributing to sadness or feelings of hopelessness. And this is why some kids feel happier when in school and more depressed during summer breaks. Over-consuming content feels the same as overeating. And I don't know if you guys relate, but have you ever sat on the couch and just like ate a whole bag of chips to the point where your stomach is overly full and uncomfortable and you low-key kind of hate yourself for it and you just wish you could go back and undo it? Well, sitting too long on our phones can feel like that. At least it does for me. And I don't know if any of you have felt this, but it's like when you sit there scrolling for two hours longer than you plan to and suddenly your day is gone, you feel like garbage. And you just wish you could go back and undo it. And unfortunately, you can't undo it. What it comes down to is just preventing it and not letting ourselves go that far. So what's the common theme with things like this? It's gratification. It's quick. It's satisfying for a moment. And then there's a come down. And then it feels worse. Gratification is so, so different than happiness. Happiness is lasting. Gratification only lasts for a moment. But in order to get happiness, it doesn't always feel good during the moment, but it feels good afterwards for a long time. So for example, working out sucks in the moment, okay? It sucks. I personally hate working out, but it can improve my entire day afterwards or even improve my body and the way I feel for years if I keep up with it. Or you could binge eat <laughs> chips and be gratified while you're eating the chips but then feel horrible afterwards. And that's the difference between happiness and gratification. And I'm bringing this up because our phones are gratification. So we just need to be way more strict with ourselves and be way more aware of it. It's all about investing in yourself. 
are you willing to suffer for a few moments for the better of your life? Or are you going to fall into the trap of sitting in your bed, scrolling through TikTok, only to feel terrible about yourself afterwards? Pay attention to the things that actually fulfill you long-term versus the things that feel good short-term, but awful afterwards. So on to the next entry, which I'm pretty sure describes how most of us are feeling right now. Dear Diary, I feel numb, stuck. All I do anymore is scroll through my phone. I get nothing done. It's time-sucking and pointless, but I don't know what else to do. These days feel so dark. I miss the times of sunshine, where I would come home from school to see people outside, and the world felt alive. I miss being around friends where they aren't glued to their phones, but now everyone is. I can't blame other people, though. These are my own choices. Yet, somehow, I feel trapped by the stupid screen in my hand. I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to go on hikes, travel, try new foods, have good conversations, go on random adventures, create something new. How do I get out of this rut? I am so tired of it. Sincerely, M. I think this is the perfect entry to talk about what we can all do to help us avoid this feeling. And not just that feeling, but to help us avoid comparison and feeling like we're less or not good enough or that we'll never be good enough based on the things we see online. It's one thing to say phones and social media can have a negative impact, but it's another thing to know what to do about it. Because of course, you still want to stay in the loop and talk to your friends. And that's something I haven't touched on yet, but... Ooh, FOMO, fear of missing out. And I know, I think about the entire generation probably has this. I think what that comes down to is you have to decide for yourself what you're missing out on and whether or not it's worth your unhappiness for that, just to stay in the loop. I'm sure a lot of you have tried to break the phone addiction in some way, or at least to not let social media impact you as much. I've definitely tried social media breaks before. I've tried putting restrictions on myself, setting timers, and even having like a designated place where I can put my phone away, but it's still so freaking hard. The crazy thing is, because phones are a literal addiction, we do experience a little bit of withdrawal, and that's with everything. I mean, people have sugar and caffeine withdrawals, so you will have to put in the work to make this better, but you know, I hope you know, it's worth it. So I'm going to give you some real suggestions to try. First, go on a social media fast. I do these every so often and it is incredible. It feels so nice and it can just be for a day too. Like it doesn't have to be a week or anything crazy, although you can do it if you want to. It's great just saying, but it feels incredible. It just, it brings you down in the best way possible. It lets you see the life that's in front of your eyes. It opens your eyes to more truths and all of the lies and the crap that we're bombarded with constantly looking at our phones. Like that just all disappears immediately and you immediately feel better. Like after an hour of just not having your phone and kind of knowing that you aren't going to have it anytime soon, there's just something about it. I just can't explain it. I suggest everyone tries it. So when I went on my fast last week or a couple days ago even, 
through a withdrawal, and I'm not even kidding. I felt really anxious at first. For the first day and a half, I want to say, I felt like I was missing something, and I felt FOMO, like I had fear of missing out. And I never thought I would have that, but I did. And especially quitting TikTok, I felt like that was a mistake. And I was still feeling like all of the comparison and like picking my appearance apart and comparing myself to all the girls that I saw. And it was definitely tough. I definitely felt an immediate change once I deleted the apps and put the phone down. Like I felt a little bit more free, but it does take some time to fully feel broken away from it, to feel detached. I'm just letting you guys know because it is something to be aware of and if you do decide to go on a social media break or even a phone break, I want to let you know that this is going to happen but once you get over that first couple hours or that first day even, boy do you feel incredible. Another suggestion is to not get on your phone an hour after you wake up and an hour before you go to sleep. I talk all about this in a YouTube video, so if you want to check that out, go for it. If we are trying to change our perspectives and stop comparing ourselves so much, then why are we waking up and going to bed with it? We're going to bed with all that crap that tells us that we aren't good enough, and then we're waking up to it. And we expect to have self-love after all of that. Day in and day out, that's the cycle we put ourselves through. And we're just not going to get confidence that way. It's just nearly impossible. Another tip is to simply unfollow the people that make you feel horrible about yourself. I don't care if they're nice or if you want to stay in the loop. Your mental health is on the line and the comparison isn't healthy. Follow more encouraging accounts. I personally have done this and it is life-changing. This is also one of the ways that social media can be positive. Because I'm not just here to trash phones and social media. That's not it at all. I'm just bringing attention to the negative parts about it. But there are really positive parts, and it's your responsibility to make sure that you are pulling those positives out and diminishing the negatives for your sake. I know I mentioned setting a timer as kind of like a failed attempt, but it wasn't really a fail. It definitely works. So I recommend this as well. So if you just want to come home and flop on your bed just to relax and scroll for a little bit, that's fine, do it, but set a timer to make sure that you don't lay there for hours and then regret it. My last suggestion that is probably the most effective for me is to have a separate account that's only positive content. Because I understand that it is hard to unfollow, so it's easy to unfollow celebrities and things like that, but when it comes to unfollowing your friends, that is where it gets a little bit difficult because, let's be real, our friends can make us feel bad about ourselves sometimes. A lot of us have really pretty friends out there just saying, but it's not like we can just go and unfollow that person. So I do suggest having that separate account. If you are feeling like you really just want to scroll or just relax for a minute, but you don't want to be bombarded with everything out there, you can go to this account. I personally have a Twitter where I follow no one but loving, uplifting Christians because I'm Christian. And like, I don't even follow my friends and they don't follow me. It's just content that supports and uplifts my relationship with God. And it's like a resource for myself and I get to control that resource and I use it in a very positive way. So now when I do want to scroll and I just want it to be a good experience before bed, for example, I go on Twitter and boom, I feel great afterwards. I feel supported and uplifted. Lastly, this isn't a tip, but I really do want to take the time 
to say that I do think you all have it so much harder than any other generation that's ever lived when it comes to these topics. Because growing up with social media, it's freaking hard. And I'm personally so thankful that I got to be one of the last people to actually remember what life was like without smartphones or even cell phones. And I'm not here to preach that life was better or anything like that. But come on, it's pretty obvious that it does affect a lot of people's mindsets. And I feel for you guys. And I'm proud of you for even living in a world like this because I cannot imagine. When you have a whole world communicating over the internet and it's not face-to-face, a lot of things get said. I haven't found an entry like this, but some people have DM'd me about this. A lot of people have received really nasty comments on their Instagram pictures or whatever they post on, on anything. And sometimes it even comes from their friends or a stranger. It doesn't matter because it all hits the same. But when someone comments something nasty about who you are or the way you look, I know that that sticks with you almost for the rest of your life, if not the rest of your life. Being on TikTok, I've always said that I don't get any hate. And for the most part, I didn't. I really didn't. But there's always that one comment of someone commenting on my appearance or something about me. And it's always that one that sticks with me. And I don't know how to get it out of my head. I know it might seem ridiculous that I'm suggesting so many things for you guys or telling you to get off your phones, but I found that preventing it is the only solution because once you see it, it's nearly impossible to stop thinking about and to stop believing that about yourself. Someone made a comment about the way I look. I don't I don't even want to say it because then you're all going to think about it, but I have never thought about this one quality until they said something, and now I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop comparing myself to other people, and it's so stupid. It's so stupid because it was probably commented by a 10-year-old, and they're probably just being a troll online, and they don't even mean it. But that doesn't matter because someone thought it, and someone said it, and now I'm going to believe that about myself for a really long time. And that sucks. The thing with social media is it's almost like reading people's thoughts. And humans weren't made to do that. We weren't meant to do that. It doesn't make sense for us. We can't comprehend it. We aren't able to weed out what is true and what isn't true. And that's where it's a massive problem. You have to start protecting your own heart and protect your confidence and protect your peace And this is one of the reasons why I quit TikTok, because I just woke up one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. Because the only way out, the only solution is to not let it happen and to prevent it. So that's what I'm doing. And I suggest all of you do it too. Just fight the good fight and protect your joy and your beauty and your confidence. Because the only reason why it's being torn down right now is because you're letting the world tell you lies about yourself. And it's not even true. I also encourage all of you to be nice online. Know that the creator, the poster, can always see your comment. Anyone can see it. Know that it does hurt no matter who they are. I don't care if it's Madison Beer. I'm pretty sure that girl is really fed up of the world hating her for doing nothing. And there's the whole like plastic surgery debate. She claims she didn't have it and everyone's saying that she did. And it's like, 
why does that matter? What if she didn't have it? What if she didn't? And you guys are all wrong. The thing is, no one actually knows. So it's just so stupid to even talk about. That stuff just gets to me so much because it is so pointless. And that's really obvious to me. That situation is very obvious that people just want to hate because they feel really bad about themselves. So I have two short quotes for the ending quote, and they are both tweets. The first one is by, and I'm going to butcher this, but it is at Dom Quaglia Jr. (laughs) I hope I said that somewhat right. He said, if you're not limiting your time on social media, your time on social media is limiting you. The second one is by Lisa Turkhurst. I think that's how you say her name. And it is, our souls crave to be filled just like our stomachs do. That's why we must train our brains to recognize soul hunger. And instead of quick fixes that can lead us away from God and his truth, we must learn to recognize those desires for truth and dig in for ourselves. So that one obviously is Christian, but you don't have to be Christian to pull something out of that. The reason why I picked it is because of the happiness versus gratification thing. And she talks about soul hunger and denying quick fixes and recognizing that deeper longing in our hearts for something more, for something true. And instead, we constantly choose every single day to turn to things like our phones, appearances, followers, social media. And we need to learn that that will never fulfill us. Please, please consider leaving a review It helps the podcast the most, so I'd really appreciate that. I'll see you next week. Sincerely, Holly.